Are the lights on? Good, because things are about to get a little creepy in here. Welcome to Listen with the Lights On. I'm Jessica Blaustein Marshall. And I'm Patrick Garrett. Bigfoot, or Sasquatch, as it's also commonly known in popular culture, is a mythological hominid-like creature that's said to lurk in the North American woods. There are similar tales of similar monsters around the world, Sasquatch's snowbound cousin the Yeti, for example, who allegedly roams the Himalayan mountainsides. It's a pervasive legend, so much so that filmmakers like Seth Breedlove have traversed the landscape to tell the tales of sightings. Seth's latest film, The Beast of Whitehall, which comes out April 2nd, is about a Sasquatch sighting over a period of years in Whitehall, New York. I still dream about this incident once in a while, but back then I relived that thing day in and day out, night after night. I would relive that and... You know, one of the craziest things right to this day, right to this moment, this second, is what the hell was I looking at? Can you start out by telling us more about the general Bigfoot legend? What is the most common version of this legend, and why do you think it has been such a lingering part of lore, particularly in North America? Well, I think when people call to mind Bigfoot, they think of that famous 1967 film of the the giant hairy ape-looking creature walking across the creek bed, you know, where it kind of turns and looks at the camera. Obviously, there's stories like the one that we just covered for the Whitehall film, and I think that's at least part of the lore as well. I think the draw of it is the idea that that maybe we don't know everything. You know, typically we, we tend to think that we know everything because of modern technology and that kind of thing. But the idea that there might be some sort of undiscovered animal or creature human being that's wearing a lot of fur um there's just a lot of history and and i think people love the idea of an unsolved mystery like this now are you among those people what got you interested in studying bigfoot and his legend or her legend as the case may be I did a lot of uh, research when I got into it, and I think part of what drew me to it was that unsolved mystery kind of thing. And and I actually find myself much more skeptical now than I was back when I first got into this. But yeah, I'm not totally shut off to the subject, and obviously, I think there's a lot more going on than just than than just people misidentifying bear or lying or hoaxing. But I'm not a believer because I've never seen one of these things for myself, obviously, and. Uh, I just have a lot of questions, probably the same questions that most people that kind of are on the outside of this subject uh, have about it as well. You know, like, why don't we have a body and that kind of thing? So is the focus of the narrative of the movie a little more open to skepticism? Our films tend to be just a straightforward retelling of the history behind these sightings. You know, since I'm skeptical, my producer's more of a skeptic. But on the other hand, the people that we're interviewing are obviously believers because they saw something for themselves. So you've got kind of like a middle ground, I think, with our films that seem to be very welcoming to both believers and skeptics in the fact that we're not trying to sway people one way or the other. Um, Obviously, we're not putting these people on camera and then trying to interrogate them and, and point out how they could possibly be lying. It's not anything like that, but it's also not us trying to convince people of the existence of these things either. And and I think kind of that kind of approach comes from my personal approach to the subject, which is 
again, I just don't think there's an easy answer to it. And the best thing to do is to sit down with one of these films and try to figure out for yourself what might have happened. That's great. Now, can you give us a little taste of the tale of the Beast of Whitehall? In 1976, these three kids were driving on a back road outside of Whitehall, New York, and they saw some sort of, you know, upright walking, hair-covered creature with glowing red eyes in a dark field. They drove into town and told the one boy's father, who was a police chief at the time, and his brother, who was on the police force. Eleven people came back out to the sighting location. Eight of those people were law officers, and at that point, all 11 of these people had their own sighting of this creature. It's an unusual case in Bigfoot lore in that you've got these kind of official people, you know, that, you know, typically if you're going to believe someone, it would be someone like a, you know, police officer and, you know, any kind of military guy. They're, they're trained to be observers. So all these people have this sighting and the sighting obviously hits the, you know, the news and becomes like a big local legend. And that's kind of what we focus on is not just these sightings, but also kind of the the local history behind it and how it impacts the town. And that's what one of the things that's always drawn me to the subject is not just the monsters, but the people that are, you know, seeing these things and how they react to it. Have there been sightings since 1976? Is that or was it just confined to that year? No, there's definitely been a lot of sightings in and around upstate New York. What I heard most recently is 240. So 240 reports from upstate New York in the last, you know, that's over a period of like 40 years. But no, there's been quite a few sightings and the sightings around Whitehall still continue to this day. Um, When I was in New York filming the movie, there was one guy in particular who'd been out hunting with a friend and they had seen something you know, a darkened silhouette with red eyes in a a field across the way, walk into a tree line. And this was just, you know, maybe, I think he told me four or five years ago. So one of the unique things about New York is like compared to Ohio, where they've kind of embraced the Bigfoot, you know, kind of a cultural idea and everything in New York. It seems like people still have kind of a mocking attitude toward it. It's unique to me to go to each of these different locations because we've done it one in New York, one in Ohio, and now we're working on one in Arkansas and see how the geography kind of affects the way the locals respond to the Bigfoot subject in general. That's fascinating. That was actually my next question. I was going to ask you if you saw similarities and differences between the types of beasts described in these different areas. They're all uniquely their own um actually the minerva creature which was the focus of our first film is this kind of just hair covered mop like animal i mean it it was upright walking but i mean supposedly it was completely covered head to toe in long fur whereas the the whitehall creature seems more like your typical bigfoot you know like what you you imagine when you think of a bigfoot except you've got these really Obviously, very uh, powerful glowing red eyes, which is very like a really unusual kind of idea. And then you've got down in Arkansas, we have this kind of lanky, mean, kind of lean and mean southern Sasquatch is is kind of how they refer to it. Um, So there are there are similarities in that they're upright walking, they're ape like, also slightly human. But as far as like their their fur and the physical features, they do seem to change based on geography. Has there been any cases where people have actually interacted with it 
that's the interesting thing about our first film, uh, Minerva Monster, is in that case, um, this family kept having interactions with it to the point where these four kids actually tried to jump this thing. They saw it down in a gully uh, right by a pond that was behind their house, and they attempted to jump it. And uh, apparently, according to the witness, the the thing actually wrestled one of the kids to the ground, bit his back, and then ran off. And then in that same case, that family found their pet German shepherd ripped out of its collar uh, with its neck snapped. Oh, so gosh. with the Whitehall case, it's more of a, a distant, you know, they're seeing it at a distance. Although there was a man named Frank McFerrin who lived outside of Whitehall, very close to Bear Road, where the initial sightings happened, who claimed to have fired shots at the creature. Curiouser and curiouser. Yeah. Just give us uh, details about how your film is going to be released, where people can see it. You can stream it at Vimeo On Demand. Uh, you can buy DVDs at shop.smalltownmonsters.com. And then we're actually doing a premiere of the film in Whitehall, New York, on April 2nd. So if, if anyone's in the area... Maybe Bigfoot will show up. Yeah, that's what we're hoping. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to come and uh, debunk all the myths about him. Steal the food. Yeah. Hopefully not the people. <laughs> exactly. Thank you Great. so much for talking to us, and good luck with your film. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. Listen with the lights on as a production of WANC. Our theme music is Grizzly Reminder by Midnight Syndicate. For more spine-tingling tales, check out our podcast or head to wamc.org. <laughs>